Shalom, brothers and sisters. I'm Brother Sid. I have Brother Corey assisting me today. Today's lesson will be called The Promises of Abraham, brothers and sisters. One thing that we've understood uh, as being a reoccurring theme is that over the last few months, um, we'll receive calls and maybe uh, emails from people who need edification based on certain scriptures, and we'll give them the the edification uh, based on the doctrine of Christ, and they'll usually say, well, you know what? That's easy to be understood. That makes sense. But I, I want to see what, what the Christians have to say about that same breakdown. And brothers and sisters, during this awakening, one thing that you will learn as you continue to mature is we don't need confirmation or validation from Gentiles about our awakening. When I say Gentiles, I'm talking about people from other nations whether they be Korean, African, uh, white people, or even if it's Israelites, even if it's an Israelite who's a Christian who doesn't claim to be an Israelite, we don't need their confirmation or validation. That's the one thing that we'll learn, brothers and sisters, because the Bible is confirmation and validation enough. The fact that you're going to them for them to confirm something shows that the, the slave mentality still exists, brothers and sisters. So we don't need their validation. Why? Because rulership is at stake, brothers and sisters. You cannot trust your enemy to teach you when rulership is at stake. So forgive us if we're relatively lethargic about pursuing validation from Gentiles, brothers and sisters. They have huge motive to deceive us about anything that pertains to the Bible, brothers and sisters. And you're going you're gonna to learn that today through scripture. You cannot afford to be ignorant of this incredible knowledge, brothers and sisters. This knowledge is the master key for understanding all biblical prophecy. So we're going to go into Genesis, the promises of Abraham. We're going to go to Genesis 12 and 1 through 3. Genesis 12, verse 1. Now the Lord has said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. So the Most High commanded Abraham to uproot himself from his geographical location and to go into another land that the Most High would show him. Now, why are we magnifying this, brothers and sisters? Because those who have been following our church for a while know that the that biblical literature encourages us to leave America, the daughter of Babylon, before the great judgment, brothers and sisters. Now, when you leave is, is really up to you because you have to move as the Most High says, but you should be getting prepared mentally and spiritually to uproot yourself the same way our father Abraham did, brothers and sisters. And that's going to take a great deal of faith. Can you read that one more time, Brother Corey? Verse 1. Now the Lord hath said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Brothers and sisters, examine this. There, this is a promise for Abraham's faith. He said that I will make thee a great nation. So if you examine these scriptures, one through three, brothers and sisters, this promise had multiple components. Number one, you had multiple descendants, fame, divine protection, and that Abraham, through his descendants, would be a blessing of uh, to all people. We're going we're gonna to magnify that. Can you read verse 3, brother? Verse 3. And I will bless them that bless thee, 
and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. It says, in thee all families of the earth shall be blessed. What is this talking about, brothers and sisters? This is a spiritual blessing to all people. It's speaking of the Messiah, a descendant of Abraham, through whom all nationalities may receive salvation, brothers and sisters. This is how all families of the earth shall be blessed. Abraham's lineage, his seed, was chosen for the physical identity of the Messiah, brothers and sisters. But all nations on the earth would benefit from the Messiah, brothers and sisters. So this is the promises of Abraham, brothers and sisters. We're going to do an in-depth, a, a thorough lesson on the motivation behind Gentiles not only deceiving us, but looking to destroy us, brothers and sisters. One thing we're going to magnify before we move on is that these scriptures are showing you that the seed of Abraham are both the recipients of God's blessings and the instruments through whom God's blessings are passed to others, brothers and sisters. And that's why it's imperative that we know who the seed of Abraham is. We're going to go to Genesis chapter 22, verse 16 for, for more edification as it pertains to the promises of Abraham. Genesis 22 and 16 and said, by myself have I sworn, said the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and has not withheld thy son, thine only son. That in blessing I will bless thee. Now, brothers and sisters, anybody who knows biblical history understands that Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son Isaac when the Most High commanded him to do so. And with that came a blessing. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 16. And said, By myself have I sworn, said the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. Read that part again, Brother Corey. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. Read that part one more time, Brother Corey. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. Examine that, brothers and sisters. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. Now, this is the part that we need to magnify, brothers and sisters, because it's saying that the children of Israel or Abraham's seed will have dominion over all nationalities, brothers and sisters. And with that dominion will come geopolitical advantage. So along with that, brothers and sisters, comes geopolitical advantage, brothers and sisters. So we need to magnify this because this is the motive behind Gentiles. Physical Gentiles, especially deceiving us and also destroying us and also teaching us that all people are equal, brothers and sisters, when the, when biblical literature doesn't substantiate that ideology. Can you read that one more time, Brother Corey? Verse 16, and said, by myself have I sworn, said the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, that in blessing I will bless thee and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. Right. So, brothers and sisters, the Most High swears that Abraham's seed will conquer their enemies while, while taking possession of their luxuries, brothers and sisters. Now, do you think, uh, you know, 
someone of another nation outside of the children of Israel. Who are the children of Israel? The natives, the Negroes and the Hispanics are the children of the uh, of Israel, the low of the earth, the meek, the humble, the poor, the oppressed, brothers and sisters. Now, do you think Chinese people or Koreans or white people or ham or Africans want you to know that the promises of Abraham, of our forefather, our patriarch would do what would give us dominion over them, brothers and sisters, just be. Just just being logical, brothers and sisters, would it be in their best interest to tell you that we're going to rule over them when they've lived their whole life living over us, brothers and sisters? We cannot even imagine or remember a time in which we ruled over anybody. And our people don't understand what rulership is. That's why we have to magnify this lesson, because they're ruling over us right now, brothers and sisters. You look at the money in your pocket. Whose face is that, brothers and sisters? We're serving them. What calendar are we using? Gregorian, Julian, right? Well, whose holidays are we celebrating? Is Christmas a, a, a you know, is that a, a minorities? Or is that black people or people of colors holiday? How about Thanksgiving? How about 4th of July? So we are serving them, brothers and sisters, whether you realize it or not. It's going to be our turn. It's going to be a great role reversal, brothers and sisters. Can you read verse 18, Brother Corey? Verse 18, <clears throat> and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou has obeyed my voice. Read that part again. Because thou has obeyed my voice. See, so in thy seed shall all nations of the earth be blessed. Why? Christ, brothers and sisters, Christ. So we needed to magnify this. Why? Because the most high God made a promise to Abraham that continued far beyond our patriarch's life. Far beyond his life. This was to his seed, brothers and sisters. This is to his seed. Who was his seed? Abraham had a son named Isaac. Isaac had a son named Jacob. Jacob had 12 sons. The 12 tribes of Israel, brothers and sisters. That spanned from Mexicans to, to, to Haitians and Jamaicans to African Americans to Vietnamese to, to Puerto Ricans, brothers and sisters, to Hawaiians. So the meek, the poor of the earth, all people of color, brothers and sisters, are in prophecy going to rule over their enemies, those who have oppressed them, brothers and sisters. Now, why doesn't the Christian church ever tell you what the promises of Abraham are? You would be hard pressed to find a Christian that actually knows what the promises of Abraham details, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Isaiah 62 and 1. To further magnify what these promises consist of, brothers and sisters, and the motive behind them pushing their deception. Isaiah 62 verse 1. For Zion's sake will I not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest. The people of Zion, the people of Jerusalem, brothers and sisters, those are the children of Israel, brothers and sisters. Until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness. And the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth. And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness. And all kings thy glory. And thou shalt be called by a new name. Which the mouth of the Lord shall name. And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness, brothers and sisters. So what is this saying? This is saying that under the authority of Christ, we will rule as princes over the earth. All with various ranks of rulership, brothers and sisters. And the Gentiles will see this. Do you think? 
they want to come to people of color who they believe they're better than. And then to tell them, you know, if you follow these laws, well, matter of fact, it, you are the children of Israel. What do you think they're going to come tell you that? Do you think they're going to tell you logically, realistically, brothers and sisters, that they're looking forward to us being before them? The Bible tell you the head shall be the tail and the tail shall be the head. We've been the tail for a very long time, brothers and sisters, and role reversal was coming, brothers and sisters. Can you read verse two again, brother? Verse two. And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness, and all kings thy glory. And thou shalt be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. Thou shalt also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of thy God. A crown of glory, brothers and sisters. We will be the glory of the Most High, brothers and sisters. This is describing the new standing Israel will have with the world and with our God, Ahiah, Ashal, Ahiah, brothers and sisters. Verse 4. Thou shalt no more be turned, forsaken, neither shall thy land any more be turned, desolate. Right. So we'll no longer be forsaken, brothers and sisters. We will be one with our God, brothers and sisters. It says thy land shall no more be termed desolate. Why? Because we're, we don't have our land, brothers and sisters. So that was a promise that we would receive the promised land, which is the land of Israel, brothers and sisters. That land belonged to Natives, Negroes, and Hispanics. And we will receive that again upon receiving the promises of Abraham. Verse 4. Thou shalt no more be termed forsaken. Neither shall thy land any more be termed desolate. But thou shalt be called Hephzibah, and thy land Beulah. For the Lord delighted in thee, and thy land shall be married. Married with who? With us, brothers and sisters. Our land it's calling out for us. The children of Israel need to have their land back. Because why? With land come rulership. It comes authority. It comes government, brothers and sisters. It comes creating your own economics, your own jobs, brothers and sisters. We shouldn't have to go to the heathens for jobs, brothers and sisters. Our land will give us jobs. We shouldn't have to go to them to buy produce, brothers and sisters. Why? Because we should have our own land in which we grow our own produce, brothers and sisters. We're going to read verse 5. Verse 5. For as a young man marrieth a virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee. And as the bridegroom rejoiceth over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. See, so the Most High will rejoice over us, brothers and sisters. So yes, it will be quite a change for Israel from what it has been. For many years we have been persecuted, beat down, and treated as less than human, brothers and sisters. And all of that's going to change. But guess what? You go to a, you know, an Edomite, you go to a Roman, a Greek, and you ask him. I asked the brother, I said, man, what would you do to change the circumstances of this earth? He said to me, I don't see anything wrong with it. I know you don't see anything wrong with it, brother, because you're ruling everything. See? So if you leave it up to them, brothers and sisters, this will always be. They're not looking for a change. <laughs> They're winning, brothers and sisters. All the nations are winning as we're losing, brothers and sisters. So they're never going to come to you. They have motive. When you deal with a, a judicial system, brothers and sisters, maybe there was a, a murder. They go look for those who have motive, the motivation to transgress that law, to break that legislation, brothers and sisters. We're giving you their motive to lie, to deceive us, to tell us we're somebody else, for them to tell us not to follow the law, for them to tell us it doesn't matter who you are, brothers and sisters. We're reading the motive right here. 
We're going to Isaiah 49 and 22. Follow us, brothers and sisters, please. The promises of Abraham. Isaiah 49, verse 22. Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will lift up mine hand to the Gentiles and set up my standard to the people. And they shall bring thy son, thy sons in their arms and thy daughter shall be carried upon their shoulders. Look at this, brothers and sisters. It says they, they being the Gentiles shall bring thy sons in their arms and thy daughters shall be carried upon their shoulders. What is this talking about, brothers and sisters? This is saying that the whole Gentile world will bow down to the Israelites. They will they will reverence us. They will pay homage to us, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother Corey, please. Verse 22. Thus saith the Lord God, behold, I will lift up mine hand to the Gentiles and set up my standard to the people. And they shall bring thy sons in their arms and thy daughters shall be carried upon their shoulders. And kings shall be thy nursing fathers and their queens thy, thy nursing mothers. They shall bow down to thee with their face toward the earth. Read that part again, brother. They shall bow down to thee with their face toward the earth and lick up the dust of thy feet. Is this motivation enough for them to lie to you, brothers and sisters? Do you think they're looking forward to serving you, to bowing down their face towards the earth? Not because we're something great, but because we're God's chosen people in which the Messiah was chosen to come through our bloodline, brothers and sisters. Not because we're we're great athletes or we're, we're great musicians. It's because of who we are to the Most High God. They will bow down their face towards the earth, brothers and sisters, and lick up the dust of thy feet. Can you read 23 one more time, brother? Verse 23. And kings shall be thy nursing fathers, and their queens thy nursing mothers. They shall bow down to thee with their face toward the earth, and lick up the dust of thy feet. And thou shalt know that I am the Lord. For they shall not be ashamed that wait for me. Brothers and sisters, if you examine verse 23, it tells you that even those in top positions of authority, even kings will regard us as greater than them, brothers and sisters. It says, thy king shall be thy nursing fathers and their queens thy nursing mothers. You remember in slavery where they would have our women, the, the nannies, the mammies, as their nannies to take care of their children. Or, or they would use our women to warm up the bed in winter. They would have our sisters go lay up in the bed, warm up the sheets <laughs> until the master come upstairs, brothers and sisters. Look at that. So there's a great role reversal, brothers and sisters. Biblical literature says that Gentiles will be Israel's servants. I didn't, we, listen, I didn't say it. We, Brother Corey didn't make this up. We didn't print this, mm -hmm. brothers and sisters. This is biblical literature here. The Bible substantiates what we're reading here, brothers and sisters. So, if, a, if, if an Israelite, a person who's an Israelite through blood, I don't care if he's a black man, tell you it doesn't matter who the children of Israel are, you need to stop going to that brother for validation. Because if you don't even know you're an Israelite, then why would I need validation from you? Because not knowing who the children of Israel are means you might as well throw away the whole Old Testament. Because the whole Old Testament is magnifying biblical prophecy that only belong to the children of Israel. So this is the motive, brothers and sisters, in which why they would tell you that somebody else is the children of Israel or it doesn't matter who the children of Israel are or all people are the same. If all people are the same, why didn't all people go into slavery? Exactly, brothers and sisters. We're going to go forward because it shows you that they're going to be our nannies, brothers and sisters. 
We're going to Isaiah 14 and 1. We're standing in the, the Old Testament, the Tanakh, brothers and sisters. We're going to read verse 1 and 2. Isaiah 14, verse 1. For the Lord will have mercy on Jacob, and will yet choose Israel, and set them in their own land. And do what? Set them in their own land. That's a restoration to our own land. That's a promise, brothers and sisters. And the strangers shall be joined with them, and they shall cleave to the house of Jacob. The strangers shall be joined with them. Who are they? Those are Gentiles, others, uh, people of other nationalities. They shall cleave to the house of Jacob. Verse 2. And the people shall take them and bring them to their place. And the house of Israel shall possess them in the land of the Lord. This is the motive behind them telling you it doesn't matter who the children of Israel are. Or this is their motive to lie about anything pertaining to the Bible, brothers and sisters, because the house of Israel shall possess these people, the strangers, the Gentiles, brothers and sisters. So that means there's a great role reversal. Israelites will be the rulers of those nations that once dominated us. Can you read verse two again, brother? Verse two, and the people shall take them and bring them to their place. And the house of Israel shall possess them in the land of the Lord for servants and handmaids. For what? Servants and handmaids. And they shall take them captives, whose captives they were, and they shall rule over their oppressors. E examine that, brothers and sisters. Now, as long as we've been in the Christian church, have they ever come to you and told you that other nationalities are going to serve us, brothers and sisters? See? And, and I bring this out to our people who are dealing in Islam or Egyptology, because this is the book that says other nations are going to serve us, brother, not um, the Egyptian book of the dead. That have nothing to do with our people, brothers and sisters. This book and this book alone have prophecy of reparations. You want reparations? This is the true reparation right here, brothers and sisters. This is it. And guess what? They won't be unhappy or bitter because of their low position. They'll feel blessed to do so because it was Israel who brought forth the Messiah and made their new life of peace and plenty possible, brothers and sisters. Did you want to say something on that, Brother Corey? Oh, yeah. And like in verse one, it says they will cleave to the house of Jacob. That's just like how we are so dependent on them, on their welfare system, how they how they got our uh, Naphtali brothers and sisters over there working in, in sweatshops for next to nothing. It's going to be, a, like you said, a complete role reversal where they're going to cleave to us. They're going to be dependent on us for probably not welfare, but they're going to be dependent on us for their finances and stuff like that and that's where our people Israel speaking of Israel I don't understand why we can't see ourselves in a rulership position when we're in the complete opposite position right now like it's okay for us to be servants but if the roles were flipped you wouldn't think it's okay for them to be servants I just don't understand that Brothers and sisters, that's a we're in a trance right now because you'll take this to our people and they'll say, well, I don't you know, I don't I don't agree with a God that would allow this. And I'm like, what what do you think was going on in the transatlantic slave trade, brothers and sisters? What do you think was going on? So once things are reversed, now you don't you don't agree. Well, guess what? The Most High is not in position to transform himself and his word based on what a slave wants to believe, brothers and sisters. Thank God for that. Because rulership will be returned to its rightful owner, brothers and sisters. Isaiah 14 implies that all Gentiles, 
<clears throat> excuse me, surviving the tribulation will be in service to Israel. And there's nothing wrong with that, brothers and sisters. There's nothing wrong with that. The same way we're able to live, right? We live, we go to work, we serve them, but we're able to live our own lives. We still live. They will be doing the same thing. They'll serve us, but they'll still have their own lives, brothers and sisters, and they'll be happy about it. Because why? People, when, when the righteous rule, the people rejoice, brothers and sisters. That's why. So once Israel is in their rightful position, the whole world will rejoice because there'll be justice, brothers and sisters, as it pertains to judgment, which there is none right now, brothers and sisters. So this is further proof of their motive or their motivation to keep us ignorant as it pertains to everything concerning this Bible, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Zephaniah chapter three, verse 20. We're standing in the Old Testament, brothers and sisters. You have to use the whole book. You can't just use Paul's epistles, which I know is what Christians deal with. But you must use the volume of the book, brothers and sisters. Zephaniah <clears throat> 3 verse 20. At that time will I bring you again, even in the time that I gather you. For I will make you a name and a praise among all people of the earth. Read that part again. For I will make you a name and a praise among all people of the earth. When I turn back your captivity before your eyes. And I will make you a name and a praise among all people of the earth, brothers and sisters. So once again, the children of Israel will be the preeminent nation on the earth, brothers and sisters. And what a marvelous promise this is. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 20. At that time will I bring you again, even in the time that I gather you. For I will make you a name and a praise among all people of the earth. Are we a name and a praise today, brothers and sisters? No, they show us as thugs and criminals, brothers and sisters, as harlots and whores, brothers and sisters. This is how they show our people. This is how they show our sisters. This is how they show our brothers, brothers and sisters. So it says that we will be praised among all people of the earth. Praised. Praised why? Praised because of our wisdom. And our skill for our holy and godly character, brothers and sisters. That's why. So the Most High is bound by his word, brothers and sisters. So everything that we're reading here in scripture will come to pass, brothers and sisters. And we're going to prove that. And the Most High don't change. So if a Christian come to you and say, well, that was back then. Things change because Christ came. You are bold-faced lie. The Most High do not change, brothers and sisters. And we're going to prove that. We're going to Isaiah 55 and 11, brothers and sisters. Please follow us. Because we're showing you the motive that they would have to destroy our people through deception. Isaiah 55, verse 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. Read that scripture again, brother. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Brothers and sisters, this scripture, if you examine this scripture, is telling you that the Most High's words do not come to him void, brothers and sisters. He said, let there be earth, let there be light, let the, you know. Whatever the Most High say, there's power in his words. There's power in our words, not to that degree. But guess what? Whatever the Most High say is going to go, brothers and sisters. And you are not in any position to, to go against that. I don't care if you're a scholar. I don't care if you got four PhDs from an Ivy League college. I don't, we don't care. 
you're not the most high. You're not the most high. I don't care if you're a Korean scholar, a white scholar, an African scholar, or African-American scholar. Your word is not more powerful than the most high God. He put this book together, and he's not going to throw it out because you don't agree with it. Can you read verse 11, brother, again? Verse 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. It says, <laughs> but it shall accomplish that which I please, what the most high please. No, doesn't matter what you <laughs> believe. <laughs> doesn't matter what I agree with or what I believe. Who am I? <laughs> uh, either the creator or the creation. Who are you going to listen to? We're going to listen to the creator. My word is not valid. I change my mind every day based on my emotions, brothers and sisters. So does everybody else. The most high, he don't do that. What he says goes Forever, brothers and sisters, the Most High's word does not return to him void. So if he say the Sabbath is on Saturday, that's when the Sabbath is, brothers and sisters. If he say don't eat pork, crab, shrimp, and lobster, that's what it is. It doesn't come back void, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to... So, so, hold on now. It says his word does not return unto him void. So let's see what his word has to say. We're going to Galatians in the New Testament. Follow us, brothers and sisters. We're going to Galatians chapter 3. We're going to read verse 16. Galatians 3 and 16. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. Read that again, Brother Corey. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. Brothers and sisters, now to Abraham and his seed were the promises. So that lets you know that Abraham didn't receive the promises in his time, brothers and sisters. But it goes to his seed. Who is his seed? Who is his chosen seed? The Israelites, brothers and sisters, the 12 tribes of Israel, those who crossed the Red Sea, brothers and sisters, those, those who have been taken down by the Edomite, taken down and destroyed by Catholicism and Christianity, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 16. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made, but saith, he saith not unto seeds as of many, but as of one. As of one, brothers and sisters. So Abraham's blessings don't come to everyone, brothers and sisters. The promises that the Most High made to Abraham were to him and his seed. So again, this reference here is to a singular seed, brothers and sisters. I can't promise Brother Corey a hundred dollars and then start breaking that hundred dollars to to everybody that I see, brothers and sisters. That's not a promise. A promise means a covenant made with a person, brothers and sisters. So I can't then say, well, you know what? I know, Brother Corey, I said I was going to give you the hundred, but it looks like everybody deserves this, so I'm going to give it to everybody. That's not a promise, brothers and sisters. That is not a promise. Can you read that one more time, brother? Now to Abraham and his seed where the promises made, he saith not, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. What, what family was Christ from? Christ was from the children of Israel, from the tribe of Judah, brothers and sisters. So Christ's family line is, are the Israelites. So that seed, uh, excuse me, that promise goes to the Israelites, brothers and sisters. And you remember that song when you were young, uh, our father Abraham had many sons, yada, yada, yada. Can't we all just get along? 
See, so they know what the promises of Abraham consist of. And they said, well, listen, why can't we just spread that out evenly? No, we can't do that because the Bible says to Abraham and his his seed, singular, where the promise is made. And the Mosai's word does not come back to him void, brothers and sisters. We're going to see who his seed is. We're going to go to Hebrews 11. We're going to read verse 8, brothers and sisters. Hebrews 11, verse 8. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles which Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Read that part again, brothers, uh, uh, Brother Corey. Dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. See, this is the offspring, brothers and sisters, of Abraham that will be the inheritors of the earth. This is why it's important to know who you are, brothers and sisters. Abraham had a son, Isaac, whom he was ready to sacrifice Isaac had a son named Jacob, brothers and sisters, whose name was changed to Israel. And the children of Israel are those 12 tribes that came from Jacob, brothers and sisters. We are the heirs of that same promise, which is what? Which is rulership of the earth, brothers and sisters. So God renewed his promise to Abraham in subsequent generations, brothers and sisters. We needed to put that out there. The seed don't go to Ishmaelites. It don't go to Edomites. It don't go to those from Japheth, brothers and sisters. It goes to the Israelites without any shadow of a doubt, brothers and sisters. That's why we've been persecuted, brothers and sisters. That's why we're being swung off trees. That's why we're being thrown in prison. That's why we're being deported and thrown in cages, uh, detained by FEMA, brothers and sisters. Because they understand the promises of Abraham. Our people have to start reading their Bible. Our people need to start reading their Bible because there's a war going on. And obviously we don't know why (laughs) we think it's because of our color. It's not about color, brothers and sisters. It's about blood. We're going to go to Romans nine and four. Follow us, brothers and sisters. Paul. We're going to Romans chapter nine. Verse four. We're actually going to start at verse three. Romans nine, verse three. For I could wish that myself were a curse from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh who are Israelites. So Paul here is saying his brethren, his kinsmen, according to the flesh are Israelites, brothers and sisters. Can you read that from the top, brother? Verse three, for I could wish that myself were a curse from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh who are Israelites, to whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenants. And the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises. And the promises. Brothers and sisters, this is Paul here recognizing and, en- and enumerating the great external privileges belonging to the Israelites. It says, who are Israelites to whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory. So the glory goes to the Israelites. The covenants, the New and Old Testament. The giving of the law. Moses. Who was Moses? Moses was an Israelite. He gave us the law. The service of God. So who should be teaching the law? Who should be showing other nations how to follow the Most High God? Through our holy days. 
through our sacrifices, meaning the food that we're eating, through our philanthropy. That's our service. That's our job as Israelites. And the promises, which are what we're going over today, brothers and sisters, the promises of Abraham. So we shall be rulers in God's kingdom. It's time we accept our purpose prophetically, brothers and sisters. God's promise to Abraham was not limited to him alone, but his offspring, as this scripture is magnifying, brothers and sisters. So now, now that we've gone over what some of the promise details, we're going to show you what would be their rebuttal, brothers and sisters. Understanding the significance of this promise, what would be their rebuttal? We're going to go to Psalms 83, brothers and sisters, to show you what would the Gentiles rebuttal be knowing that they're destined to be servants the same way we've been serving. Psalm 83, verse 1. Keep not thou silence, O God. Hold not thy peace, and be not still, O God. For lo, thine enemies make a tumult, and they that hate thee have lift up the head. Right, that tumult means an uprising, brothers and sisters. Verse 3. They have taken crafty counsel against thy people, and consulted against thy hidden ones. So they've taken crafty counsel, which means they've taken secret counsel, and consulted against the hidden ones. Who are the hidden ones? Those who are called the children of Israel, the natives, Negroes, and Hispanics. Why is it saying hidden? Because the world is not magnifying the fact that we are the children of Israel. Verse 4. They have said, come, and let us cut them off from being a nation. Read that part again. They have said, come, and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. Look at this, brothers and sisters. They, they have said, let us cut them off from being a nation. That Israel be no more in remembrance. This is a conspiracy, brothers and sisters. Why? Why are they looking to take away our remembrance? Or the world's remembrance as it pertains to who we are? Because rulership is at stake, brothers and sisters. Therefore, we cannot trust an enemy or a Gentile to give us edification or validation or confirmation as it pertains to this awakening, brothers and sisters. I don't need to... I don't care what an Edomite or a Hamite, or any other Ike have to say about me following the law, or about me saying that I'm the children of Israel, because usually what happens is when our people find out that we're the children of Israel, then we go and start trying to debate white people, or say, you know, I want to hear him tell me. Listen, I don't need him to tell me. I don't care what he has to say. The fact of the matter is we know, and you're going to serve us, and that's it. I don't need your confirmation. Why? Because they're not going to confirm it for you, brothers and sisters. Them confirming that would be them confirming that they're going to serve you. And that will never happen, brothers and sisters. How do we know it was a conspiracy? Uh, read 4 and 5 one more time, brother, please. Verse 4. They have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. For they have consulted together with one consent. They are confederate against thee. Look at that. They have consulted together. They've become amalgamated. They are confederate against thee. That's a conspiracy, brothers and sisters. When you have more than one party coming together with a plan against a single person or a single nation, a, a single people, brothers and sisters, to show you that all nations have conspired together to make sure Israel do not remember who they are and cut them off from being a nation. Why? The promises of Abraham is the motive behind this, brothers and sisters. So that's why you can't go to 
to a, a Greek scholar and ask him, uh, should I follow the Sabbath? Because it's in his best interest to tell you, no, you shouldn't follow the Sabbath. It's in his best interest to tell you to celebrate Christmas. It's in his best interest to tell you to eat pork, to eat swine, brothers and sisters. Why? Because they understand that with our obedience comes what? The promises of Abraham, brothers and sisters. And it's easy to tell how they're confederate against us. Isn't it obvious that the, the famous designer companies, how all of their fashions are tailored towards the Israelites, the black people? But when you look at the owners of those companies, they don't even wear their own brand. When you go inside of a hair salon, it's all another nation, usually like the Chinese or some, some Asian descent. And they don't know anything about Israelite hair, but they're selling it. So I, it should be alarming for us to look and see that it's, it's, not, it's not normal for those nations to be selling to our people stuff they don't even know about. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, wake up. Wake up. We think... <laughs> We think everything is coincidence, brothers and sisters. The only way they could keep us down to this degree is if they came together against us, brothers and sisters. So you're pointing out the white man when it's not just the white man. It's all of them, brothers and sisters. It's not just the African. It's the Arabs also, brothers and sisters. They are all in, you know, have conspired together, the Confederate, to keep us down because they know that not just the white man, but the African too and the Arab, they're all going to serve us. These promises don't just mean white. the white man is going to serve us. They're all going to serve us, brothers and sisters. So I want to magnify that. Because some people may get the wrong idea to say, you know, we, we have something against white people. When this has nothing to do with white people. We're not talking about white people here. We're talking about us. Can we talk about us for a second? This has nothing to do with white people. All people will serve us. No matter what your lineage is, brothers and sisters. We needed to go here to show you that because of the promises of Abraham, they would conspire together to be confederate against us, brothers and sisters. And we're going to go into one of those conspiracies. We're going to go to Wisdom of Solomon in the Apocrypha, chapter 14, verse 15, brothers and sisters. Because the Bible exposes those who would change Christ's color to white, brothers and sisters. This was in the Bible. This was in the Bible that they would... Change Christ's identity to a white man, brothers and sisters. We're going to prove it. Wisdom of Solomon 14 and 15. For a father afflicted with untimely mourning, when he had made an image of his child soon taken away. Examine this, brothers and sisters. This father was Rodrigo Borgia. You can look this man up in history. This is biblical history, brothers and sisters. When his when a father afflicted with untimely mourning made a picture of his son. What was his son's name? Sejere or Caesar Borgia, brothers and sisters. That is the picture of that white man that they're showing as Christ. That's a real man, brothers and sisters. And we can you can grab this record called The Triptychs of Poisonous by Gene Platy, where it identifies who this actual man is. This isn't just something that they made up. This was an actual man, brothers and sisters, that they put up as a picture of Christ to further them taking away our remembrance. We're going to read verse 15 one more time, brother. Verse 15. For a father afflicted with untimely mourning, when he had made an image of his child soon taken away, now honored him as a God. Read that part again. Now honored him as a God, which was then a dead man. 
and delivered to those that were under him ceremonies and sacrifices. Now honored him as a god, brothers and sisters. See? So this man would take a picture of his son and put him up as Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters. And now we're saying Jesus Christ is God, which he's not. Christ and God are two separate beings. But really what they wanted you to get from that is the white man is God. Subliminally, if you believe Christ is God and Christ is the person that they're showing, when you type in Jesus Christ on Google, then you're automatically saying the white man is God. That's what you're saying. And it says delivered to those that were under him ceremonies and sacrifices to show you there was ceremonies and foods that came with this picture of white Jesus, brothers and sisters. What were some of those ceremonies? Saturnalia, also known as Christmas, brothers and sisters. Eating pork, crab, shrimp, lobster, putting away all the holy days, picking up Easter. See, all of these came with that picture. So you can put away, some people say, well, I know Christ wasn't white. I'll put away the picture. Will you put away the ceremonies and sacrifices that came with the picture? Because if you're going to put away the picture, but you're still celebrating Christmas and Thanksgiving and Easter, then you might as well keep the picture up. Because this is the stuff that came with this, brothers and sisters. Look at the length that they would go through to deceive us. Can you read that one more time from the top, Brother Corey? Verse 15. For a father afflicted with untimely mourning, when he had made an image of his child soon taken away, now honored him as a god, which was then a dead man, and delivered to those that were under him ceremonies and sacrifices. It says then was a dead man, because why? This man, Sajere Borgia, was a murderer, brothers and sisters. He was a fornicator. He slept, he had his sister's husband killed, his brother-in-law killed. His, his sister's name was Lucretia. So he could sleep and marry with marry his sister, brothers and sisters. This man was a foul man. He would Sick. he he would um if you read the book uh, Trip Types of Poisonous, he would find the strongest men in the communities that had the most respect and do what? He would have other brothers hold this man down while he took his manhood and got on top of him. And this is the man that they they uplifted as Christ, brothers and sisters. This, this one just wasn't any white man. This was one of the most foul white men to ever live that they now have put up as Christ, brothers and sisters. We're going to continue. Verse 16. Thus, in process of time, an ungodly custom grew strong, was kept as a law, Engraving images were worshipped by the commandments of kings. Right, see? So this shows you that government, this was government that did this, brothers and sisters. Rajugo Borgi, this, this was government, brothers and sisters. This wasn't just some regular white people. This was government uh, conspiracy, brothers and sisters. And our government now are privy to the same information we're reading right now, but they still allowing the picture to go around. So obviously they don't care or they are in on it. Either one of the two. Brothers and sisters, they want you to think he's white because number one, most of our people would throw the whole Bible away mm -hmm. <laughs> because they're saying, listen, don't bring me Jesus when you use Jesus <laughs> to beat and whoop me. See? So they could never tell you Christ was a man of color. You can't tell slaves that because they would have been a revolt. So they said, listen, we need to put up Tell these Negroes that there's somebody else. We don't care who to tell them they're Hamites. They're, they're slaves. They, they're not going to read. They're not going to research anything. <laughs> tell them they're Hamites and put up this white man and tell them this is Jesus. <laughs> See, brothers and sisters, they knew that most of our people, when I talk to, you know, um, 
our, our brothers that are dealing with Islam, they say this is a white man book. Why? Because of this conspiracy that we're reading right here. And this is why they would take the apocrypha out of the Bible, brothers and sisters. We're going to read. Why would they take this out of the Bible? Read, can you read verse 16 again, brother? Thus, in process of time, an ungodly custom grew strong, was kept as a law, and graven images were worshipped by the commandments of kings, whom men could not honor in presence, because they dwelt far off. They took the counterfeit of his visage from afar. Brothers and sisters, it says they took the counterfeit of his visage. What is, what is your visage? Your visage is your face, brothers and sisters. They took his counterfeit face, <laughs> brothers and sisters, and took it to a far land and had this man reverenced as a god by slaves. They couldn't magnify this picture where they were at because everybody knew this man. This man had fame. So they took it to natives. <laughs> they took it to Negroes, brothers and sisters, and said, listen, this is Christ, brothers and sisters. So Rodrigo Borges son is now being worshipped as God. They took his fake face, counterfeit. Now, growing up in the ghettos, you would see counterfeit $20 bills, $100 bills, brothers and sisters. Would you accept that? Exactly. But you'll accept this, though. Examine this, brothers and sisters. Examine this. Can you read verse 17 again, brother? Verse 17. Whom men could not honor in presence because they dwelt far off. They took the counterfeit of his visage from far and made an express image of a king whom they honored, to the end that by this their forwardness they might flatter him that was absent, as if he were present. So they started to, brothers and sisters, they started to do this to flatter the papacy, brothers and sisters. And it's going to show you that they, that they may flatter him that was absent. So this was their kings, those in high positions, was financing this brothers and sisters and we're going to show you they actually financed those who call themselves Jews Jewish actually financed this deception brothers and sisters and we're going to prove that by continuing verse 18 also the singular diligence of the artificier did help to set forward the ignorant to more superstition what is it talking about this artificier this artificer brothers and sisters this is talking about what this is talking about the artists, brothers and sisters. The singular diligence of the artists did help to set forward the ignorant to more superstition. Why? Because they would use this. They would, number one, they would pay top dollar during the Renaissance era, brothers and sisters, and have a, what you would call a, they would have a, what they did was they said, we'll give fame and finances to he who can make the most realistic picture of my son. So this was what you call a contest, brothers and sisters. This was a contest between you had Michelangelo, Leonardo da Vinci, brothers and sisters. This was going on. They were looking to pay top dollar to an artist that can make the most realistic picture, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? Uh, Verse 18. Also, the singular diligence of the artificer did help to set forward the ignorant to more superstition. For he, peradventure, willing to please one in authority, forced all his skill to make the resemblance of the best fashion. Right, so look at this, brothers and sisters. See? So, it, it forced all his skill to make the resemblance of the best fashion. Look at the lengths they would go through, brothers and sisters, to keep us ignorant. They would take a picture of Christ, 
pay top dollar, finance top dollar to these artists and say, listen, I need you to make my son, this white man, Cesare Borgia, Jesus Christ, and then take it to slaves. Verse 20. And so the multitude allured by the grace of the work took him now for a God. Read that again, brother. And so the multitude allured by the grace of the work took him now for a God, which a little before was but honored as a man. Look at that. Examine that, brothers and sisters. Examine that. So the multitude allured by the grace of this work, those who saw how great this work would was now took this man as a God. When really he was only honored as a man beforehand. See, brothers and sisters? Now, why would they finance this? Why would they finance this deception? This scripture is going to tell you. Verse 21. And this was an occasion to deceive the world. Read that part again. And this was an occasion to deceive the world. So they financed this, brothers and sisters, to give them credibility that the white people are the Israelites or the Jews. Mm. See? So they said they would take away our identity. Why would they go through such lengths to change the color of Christ? To give them credibility as Jewish people or white Europeans being the Israelites. When biblical history or ancient history doesn't even substantiate that, brothers and sisters. Can you read uh, 20 and 21 again, brother? <clears throat> Verse 20. And so the multitude, allured by the grace of the word, took him now for a God, which was a little before was but honored as a man, and this was an occasion to deceive the world. For men serving either calamity or tyranny did ascribe unto stones and stocks the incommunicable name. Brothers and sisters, now men are serving calamity and tyranny. This man was a murderer. This man was a homosexual. This man was a killer, brothers and sisters. And now he's being reverenced as Christ. Look at this, brothers and sisters. Examine the lengths that they would go through. So you can't tell me that now the same people that changed the picture of Christ, I can now go to for validation about the awakening, brothers and sisters. That, that don't make any sense. The fact that you're going to them for validation shows them that the, the slave mindset is still there. I don't go to them for nothing unless it's there to tell them that they're wrong, brothers and sisters. Because I don't care. We don't care. What Joel Osteen have to say. We don't care what um, T.D. Jakes have to say. Because he don't even claim to be an Israelite. And I'm going to tell you, brothers and sisters, nobody can break the, these scriptures down like Israelites. I've yet to see a Korean or, or a white man or even a black man who doesn't subscribe to his true identity break the Bible down like, like the children of Israel are. Even uh, there's Israelites out there who the doctrine is off a little bit. We can admit that. But still, they're breaking down the Bible a hundred times better than these Christians. I'm not going to a Christian for validation, brothers and sisters, because he had too much motive to lie, brothers and sisters. We, this is what we want to magnify. You don't need the white man or the Korean man or any theologian or Darwin. You don't need none of their validation, brothers and sisters. Who are they? They're, who are they, brothers and sisters? You don't need their confirmation. The Bible is the only confirmation that you need, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to 1 Maccabees in the Apocrypha 3 and 48. Further proof that they would do this. This was their, this was their, uh, this was their part of their conspiracy, brothers and sisters. 
This was part of the conspiracy from Psalms 83, 1 through 5. 1 Maccabees 3 and 48. And lay open the book of law, wherein the heathen had sought to paint the likeness of their image. Read that part again, brother. Wherein the heathen had sought to paint the likeness of their images. Examine them, brothers and sisters. So they would promote a white image over conquered slaves and Indians to flatter the papacy, brothers and sisters. Didn't they say that the, the apocrypha was uncanonical? Yeah, they said it's not spiritually inspired, I brother. Wonder, I wonder why. Brothers and sisters, you need to know the promises of Abraham to understand why they're saying certain things. If they tell you the apocrypha is not spiritually inspired, you ask them, sir, have you read the apocrypha? <laughs> have you read it? Because if you haven't, then how can you tell me it's not spiritually inspired? Because they know that you need their validation. They know it, brothers and sisters. That was part of the slavery. So they would lay open the book and start painting Paul. Listen, if you type in Paul <laughs> on your Google, a white man going to pop up. If you type in Noah or Abraham, a white man going to pop up, brothers and sisters. So even the algorithm online is lying, brothers and sisters. You don't need validation from heathens, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again, brother Corey? Verse 48. And laid open the book of law. Wherein the heathen had sought to paint the likeness of their images. Right. So, brothers and sisters, why would they do this? They would do this to play on our insecurities and take away our self-dignity, brothers and sisters. They would open up our records and then paint somebody contrary to who the Bible says they are. It's not about color with us. It only came about color when you changed the color of Christ. Because when we thought Christ was white, didn't bother us until we find out you were lying. So, as soon as you tell... <laughs> Soon as you tell them, you know, Christ was a black man, they'll say it doesn't matter. Well, if it doesn't matter, then why are you making all these false images then? Why, why are you making all these false images? I remember as a youth, as an adolescent, I would open up the Bible and there was actually pictures in it. Soon as you open up the Bible, the first page was a picture of white Christ in Roman garments, brothers and sisters. So if it doesn't matter, why would you put this here? Because they know it matters. It matters to us. It matters to slaves. It matters to people who thought they were nothing, who were taught they were nothing. See? So, brothers and sisters, you have to stop going to these Gentiles, these Christians, these theologians, Darwin, Homer, Plato. You got to stop going to these people for their, for their spin on the Bible. Keep your spin to yourself, brother. We don't need your spin. In a second here, you're going to be learning from us. You're not a teacher. The Bible tells you, we're the teachers. The children of Israel should be teaching them, brothers and sisters. You should be teaching them, not learning from them, brothers and sisters. That's why our church takes pride in making sure our people are educated. Because why? At, at some point here, you're going to be the, t the teachers, brothers and sisters. You're the, actually the authority of this book. I wish a, a white man or a Korean man would try to tell me something about the Bible. This is an Israelite book, brother. Don't don't come to me with your madness. You wouldn't go into China and see a black man teaching Chinese history. So don't try to don't try to come over here and do that with us. You wouldn't go into Greece and see a Korean teaching their history. So why don't we have that same righteous vigor for protecting our record, brothers and sisters? So don't tell me color doesn't matter when it obviously that's the only thing that does matter here. <laughs> Obviously, that's the only thing that does matter. We're going to go to Revelations 2 and 9, brothers and sisters. Now that we show that the Bible exposes those 
who are against us. Let's see what Revelations has to say. Because this fits flawlessly with what we just read. Revelation 2 and 9. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty. Brothers and sisters, he knows our works and our tribulation. Who's been in more tribulation than the children of Israel? And poverty. You look up that word ghetto, brothers and sisters. In Webster's Dictionary, tell you, those who live in the ghettos are the Jews. The Jews are required to live in the ghettos, brothers and sisters. That's Webster even know that, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 9. I know thy works in tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not. Read that again, brother. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not. Read that again, brother. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not. The Bible is exposing those who have asserted themselves to be the true Israel of God, brothers and sisters. You have heathens masquerading as the children of Israel, as the Jews, brothers and sisters. The Bible exposes those who have oppressed us, brothers and sisters. Those, I know the bold-faced lie of them who say they are Jews and are not. Now, who could this be talking about? It's going to give an identification marker. Can you read, brother? And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Those who worship in synagogues, brothers and sisters, are those same people who are claiming to be Jews and are not. The Jewish they're worshiping Satan in those synagogues. We, any, we all know they don't believe in Christ. Now, when I was younger, it didn't make sense to me. I'm like, how are they the Jews, but they don't believe in Christ? Now it makes sense. They don't believe in Christ because they're not the Jews, brothers and sisters. We're the Jews. I know the bold-faced lie of them who say they are Jews and are not. Our people on a mass level are not claiming to be Jews. We're claiming to be black, African-American, ham, all these other names, brothers and sisters. When really we're the people in the Bible that the promises of Abraham pertain to. So once again, the Bible is actually exposing these heathens. See? So now how can we go to these people and ask them for validation, brothers and sisters? How? We're going to John 8 and 32. Let's go to the gospel, brothers and sisters. Follow us, please. John 8 and 32. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Brothers and sisters, truth is freedom. Can you read that again, brother? And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. See? So enlightenment is a destructive process, brothers and sisters. Enlightenment is the crumbling away of deception, brothers and sisters. The truth is freedom for people in need of liberation. The truth is the freedom from the bondage of the mind, brothers and sisters. See? So that's why we pulled this out. We didn't pull it out to say we're better than anybody. We're pulling it out to show you that they have reason not to validate what you're bringing them, brothers and sisters. So since the truth shall set us free, let's go into that truth that liberates brothers and sisters. We're going to Revelations chapter 1, verse 13. This is the truth about what Christ looked like. Since they wanted to paint a white picture of Christ, now we have to correct them. We wouldn't have went into this had they just left it alone. But since they did, now we have to bring the reproof. The Bible has to bring the reproof, brothers and sisters. Revelation 1 and 13. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one likened to the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot. The Son of Man has always been Christ in Scripture, all throughout the Old Testament, brothers and sisters. 
clothed with a garment down to the foot and gird about the paps with a golden girdle. Now, why do we go here? We went here for the naysayers that are going to try to say, because I've dealt with them, try to say that this was a spirit. This was Christ showing himself, brothers and sisters. How do we know? Because it says he was clothed with a garment down to the foot. Why would a spirit be wearing clothes, brothers and sisters? So we got to prepare you for all the wrenches that they're going to try to throw to you, brothers and sisters. We already know. We've, we've, we've went, to, you know, we've talked to thousands of so-called scholars. And when they see their power, their authority slipping, they'll just start throwing out all types of conjecture, brothers and sisters. Well, this was actually a spirit. This wasn't Christ. But why is the spirit wearing why is the spirit wearing clothes with a golden girdle? I've never seen a spirit with a golden girdle on. With with, with you know, with cloth on, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again, Brother Corey? And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one likened to the Son of Man. Clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about with the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow. Examine this, brothers and sisters. His head and his hairs were white like wool, brothers and sisters. So his hairs were white as in as as in wool, and the texture was wool also, brothers and sisters. So his beard, his hair, his face, the hairs on his face were white, brothers and sisters, as white as snow is showing you. And the wool is the texture, brothers and sisters. Now, who have woolly hair? Go get a sheep and shave some of that off and then walk around in the ghettos, walk around in the slums, walk around over there in Haiti, walk, over, walk around over there in Trinidad, Tobago, and Jamaica, walk around over there in, in Compton, brothers and sisters, in Chocolate City, D.C., if you want to see some wool. <laughs> See, brothers and sisters, this was Christ showing himself. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 14. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. Now examine this next part, brothers and sisters. Verse 15. And his feet like unto fine brass, as if, it, if, as if they were burned in a furnace. Brothers and sisters, Christ's feet was like unto fine brass, if it burned in a furnace. Brass, brothers and sisters... If you get a penny out of your pocket, that's the color of brass. And anything you throw in a furnace or you put a flame to is going to turn black, brothers and sisters. So he had hair like wool and his skin was black, brothers and sisters. See? And they'll try to tell you because they know they're caught red-handed, lying again, that this is a spirit. This is not a spirit. The reason John on the Isle of Patmos was seeing his feet is because he fell to his face. If you read up earlier. Brothers and sisters, he fell to his face, so he was seeing his feet, brothers and sisters. And we've had we've had people say, well, he was walking in dirt, or he was walking in sand, so his feet was dirty. We 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 didn't heard a, everything you can, <laughs> brothers and sisters. They will lie to the cows come home, brothers and sisters, about this. Why? If it doesn't matter, why not just be honest? They'll say, what do they say? They'll say he he was he was Middle Eastern. Well, listen, brothers and sisters, we're from the Middle East. <laughs> That's where we're from. And if they say anything otherwise, you you have the audacity to tell me where I'm from now. You need to pump your brakes, sir. You need to pump your brakes. Well, oh, well, he was olive color. Right. He was olive color. It's two color olives, green and black, brothers and sisters, which makes more sense. The black one or the green one? They would rather you believe he was green, brothers and sisters. <laughs> 
See, all of that, it just lets me know the words that's coming out their mouth is it doesn't matter. But everything that they're saying <laughs> is obvious that it does matter. Anytime you want me to believe somebody's green, as long as he's not black, he could be. Listen, I don't. He could be clear for all I care. As long as he's not black, please not black. See, so don't tell us that it doesn't matter because it mattered enough for them to lie. So even if you're a black pastor and you're saying it doesn't matter, you're dealing in the spirit of antichrist because truth matters. The Bible just told you, John 8 and 32, the truth is freedom. So don't tell us it doesn't matter. Truth always matters, no matter how insignificant you believe it is, because who are you? <laughs> who are you? The most high's word is the most high's word, brothers and sisters. And Christ's feet was like unto fine brass if it burned in a furnace, which is black. Further proof. We're going to go to Daniel. Why? Because Daniel saw him too, brothers and sisters, Old Testament. So we're going to give you the New Testament and the Old Testament. However you want it, we're going to give it to you. Because they have long lied to our people, brothers and sisters. And because of this lie, our people have thrown the Bible out, brothers and sisters. You don't throw the baby out with the bathwater because somebody lied using the book. You throw away the lie. Daniel, Daniel, okay. mm -hmm. Daniel 10, verse 5. Then I lift up mine eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen. Here you go. He clothed again. Here you go. Whose loins were girded with fine gold of Uphaz, his body also like the barrel, and his face as the appearance of lightning, and his eyes as lamps of fire, and his arms, and his feet like in color to polished brass. Read that part again, brother. And his arms and his feet like in color to polished brass. Brothers and sisters, here it is again. See? Christ's arms and feet were like in color to polished brass, brothers and sisters. Now, history even tell you the people that live in that region of the world are people of color, always have been. Only when white people started... Uh, you know, printing up history books did that change, brothers and sisters. Israel is in Africa. It's part of Northern Africa, brothers and sisters. <laughs> so they can only teach this to uneducated slaves, brothers and sisters. That's why you can't go to them for validation because they would never tell you this, brothers and sisters. They would never tell you that Christ's feet and arms were like in color to polished brass. Can you read that from... From the top of six, brother? Verse six. His body also was like beryl, and his face has the appearance of lightning, and his eyes as lamps of fire, and his arms, and his feet like in color to polished brass. So, brothers and sisters, biblical literature does not endorse the ideology of Christ being a white man. Now, listen, I don't have a problem with a white man. I really don't. You know, I have white people that I know in life that have done nothing but treat me with respect, and I care for their welfare. But truth is truth, brothers and sisters. Truth is truth. There's a concerted effort, uh, a worldwide conspiracy to destroy us and deceive us, brothers and sisters, by taking away any, anything that we would know about ourselves that, that, that could be righteous or, or any self-dignity, brothers and sisters. You already swung us off trees, made us work, you know, for hundreds of years for free. You know, no reparations, no land. And now you're trying to take Christ away from us too? <laughs> Look at this, brothers and sisters. And then you go back to these same people and ask them to validate what you already know. 
You don't need their validation, brothers and sisters. The validation is that you know it. <laughs> That's the validation. We're going to go to John 14 and 9, brother. Follow us, brothers and sisters. It's a thorough lesson because our people need to know why. What motive these other nations, these Christians would have to lie to us. John 14, verse 9. Christ saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? Why? Because Philip said, Listen, show us the Father. And Christ said, What? Read that again. John 14, verse 9. Christ saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how saith thou then, show us the Father? Why? Why was Christ saying this? Because Philip said, show us the Father. And Christ said, listen, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So why do we go here, brothers and sisters? If you've seen Christ, and Christ is a black man, what? <laughs> the Father is a black man, brothers and sisters. We have to magnify this because our people need some self-dignity to show you that the God of the Bible is black. If you've seen Christ, you've seen the Father. And we just went into a descriptive a description that's substantiated through biblical literature about Christ's, uh, you know, his his physical appearance, brothers and sisters. So the Father is a black man. Now we're not just going to throw that out there. Our church don't work like that. This is not Joe Osteen or Creflo Dollar. We're going to give you scriptures to substantiate it, brothers and sisters. He said, "If you've seen me, you've seen the Father." So let's go to Daniel. Let's go back to Daniel seven and nine. Because how can we say the Most High is black? How can we say that? The Bible tells you. We're going to go to it. Daniel 7 verse 9. I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit. The Ancient of Days is the Most High. Why? Because he was before there was a such thing as days, brothers and sisters. This is the Most High. Can you read that again? I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow. And the hair of his head like the pure wool. Read that again. And the hair of his head like the pure wool. The hair of his head like the pure wool. And see, this links flawlessly with Revelations where it talks about the woolly hair. Because they'll tell you it wasn't talking about the texture. It says the hair of his head like the pure wool, brothers and sisters. The most I have hair like wool. So if you've seen me, you've seen the father, brothers and sisters. God is a black man. This is referring to... This is referencing the texture of his hair, like pure wool. So don't let anybody tell you that you don't have good hair, brothers and sisters. <laughs> this is good hair. The Most High have hair like this. Christ have hair like this. The texture of his hair is like pure wool, brothers and sisters. Now, are we racist for magnifying the description of Christ and the Most High given in biblical literature? Or are they racist for publicizing a contradictory description uh, or descriptive of Christ? Read that one more time, Brother Corey, please. Verse 9. I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. The hair of his head like the pure wool, brothers and sisters. We just needed to magnify this. If you've seen Christ, you've seen the Father. Christ was a black man. The Father is black, brothers and sisters. Now, 
We want we so now we've shown you the promises of Abraham. We've shown you the conspiracy against us. We've shown you that they conspired to change the picture of Christ. And now we're going to go into a few of their other tools that they would use in order to deceive us. Why? Because of the promises of Abraham. We're going to Romans 15 and 4, brothers and sisters. Romans 15 and 4. Romans 15 verse 4. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and the comfort of scriptures might have hope. So brothers and sisters, it says, whatever things were written before time were written for our learning. So through history, we learn from our mistakes. The Bible's telling you those who do, not do, who do not learn history are doomed to repeat it, brothers and sisters. So those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it, brothers and sisters. Why are we saying that? Because now we have to go into the scriptures about some of their war tactics against us, brothers and sisters. Now, ask yourself this question. What is one of their most popular war tactics? What is one of their hot topic or hot button points today, brothers and sisters? What is that? Population control, brothers and sisters. Now, they don't use that terminology, but what? The vaccination program has been amplified, brothers and sisters. So the same people that was swinging us off trees is now interested in our health. That don't, that don't give you cause to pause. That's not alarming, brothers and sisters. So, so what? We're going to use, we're going to go into history as it pertains to their interest in the health of our children, brothers and sisters. Because now they claim they're, they're, they're publicizing these vaccines because they want us to live long, healthy lives. So the Bible says what? Read that one more time, brother. Verse 4, for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. That we through the comfort of the scriptures may have hope, brothers and sisters. So what are we going to do? We're going to go into the biblical history to show you <laughs> their interest in our health in times past. We're going to Exodus chapter 1. This is during the time of Egypt, with you know, Moses and Egypt, brothers and sisters. Exodus 1 verse 8. Now there arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. So they recognize, brothers and sisters, that the children of Israel are stronger. And, we, we, you know, we, we, we populate at a higher rate than any, any other nation, brothers and sisters. But it also magnifies that they know we're stronger than them. We're stronger than every other nation on the earth, brothers and sisters, and they know that. So because of that, what would they do? Verse 10. Come on, let us deal wisely with them. Let us deal secretly with them, lest they multiply. And it come to pass that when there falleth out any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us. And so get them up out of the land. See, so let us deal in secret against them lest they continue to multiply and if you know our if they amalgamate themselves with our enemy they'll destroy us see so they had this mindset back then brothers and sisters have you ever especially black people i know you remember the tuskegee experiment brothers and sisters where they was allowing us to, to die with syphilis when they could have gave us the medicine just in order to study us and that wasn't that wasn't thousands of years ago, brothers and sisters. That wasn't hundreds of years ago, brothers and sisters. 
examine history. They are looking to weaken our immune system. They are looking to destroy us biologically, brothers and sisters. Why? Because they know we're stronger than them. All the nations know this, brothers and sisters. So they all they always knew we were stronger with them. So what have they done? They've they they've used knowledge against us, brothers and sisters. They know they can't beat us physically. So what have they done? They use psychology and knowledge. They say we have to be smarter than them because we're, we can't beat them physically. So we have to deal wisely with them. So we're going to show you how did they deal wisely. And they're they're more advanced now than back then at the during the time of the Tuskegee experiment, that was a test on those those Israelites that went awry. You could say uh, that it killed them, right? And but now they're more smart. They do the same thing. They have the same tactics, except for they deliver the the, the vaccines in small doses now, so that it's over time. You're not aware. You're not alarmed. So they they're still having the same tactics, brothers and sisters. <laughs> They didn't change. The Bible is telling you the things that were written before time were written for our learning. So uh, it, it, you need to examine the Bible, brothers and sisters. For the children of Israel, the Bible have all the answers. People say, well, why, why would they do this? Why did they do it back then? <laughs> Don't think that people have changed, brothers and sisters. They were doing all this under the cloud of darkness, under the guise of philanthropy. Well, we just want, you know, we want... We want black people, you know, uh, Hispanics. We want natives to live long lives and be healthy. That's what we want. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Come on, did that even sound logical, brothers and sisters? Stop being so trusting. Stop being so trusting, brothers and sisters. They're looking to destroy us. Why? The promises of Abraham is the motive, brothers and sisters. They're not looking to be ruled by us, brothers and sisters. People have killed and lied for less. There's rulership at stake, brothers and sisters. There's power at stake, brothers and sisters. So we're going to show you. Actually, we're going to read verse 10. Then we're going to jump to verse 15. Verse 10. Come on. Let us deal wisely with them. Lest they multiply. And it come to pass that when there falleth out any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us. And get them up out of the land. Right. So how are they going to deal wisely with us? Jump to verse 15, brother, please. Verse 15, and the king of Egypt spake to the Hebrew midwives, of which the name of one was Shiprah, and the name of the other Puah. And he said, when ye do the office of a midwife to the Hebrew women, and see them upon the stools. So brothers and sisters, where it says Hebrew midwives, these women weren't Hebrews. These were the midwives to the Hebrews, which were Egyptians, brothers and sisters. So I want to magnify that. Can you, can you read verse 15 again, brother? Verse 15. And the king of Egypt spoke or spake to the Hebrew midwives, of which the name of one was Shiprah, and the name of the other Puah. And he said, When ye do the office of a midwife to the Hebrew women, and see them upon the stools, if it be a son, then ye shall kill him. But if it be a daughter, then she shall live. Examine that, brothers and sisters. Who is he speaking to? The nurses, brothers and sisters. See? So usually it's the head registered nurse who makes sure everyone else follows the agenda, brothers and sisters. Why? Because you'll have young girls in there, you know, who actually care about, you know, people's health care. But then you'll have that one registered nurse who understands what the agenda is. And she's like, listen, 
you better do what this documentation tells us to do. This is our job. See? So, brothers and sisters, we needed to magnify this. This was the health care, brothers and sisters. This was their health care. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 16. And he said, when you do the office of a midwife to the Hebrew women and see them upon the stools, if it be a son, then you shall kill him. But if it be a daughter, then she shall live. Right. So, brothers and sisters, this was a government plan to kill newborns. Don't tell us that the government would never do this. Well, why would they do this? Because rulership is on the line, brothers and sisters. They're not looking to give up their rulership. Why would they? That That's not logical that somebody would say, you know what? I actually want to serve, uh, you know, I want to serve somebody else. So wake up, brothers and sisters. You cannot go to these people for their validation. We don't need your health care. We don't need your vaccines. Why? Because this was a government plan to kill newborns, brothers and sisters. We're going to we're going to go forward because some people will say some of our sisters may say, well, that was back then. That's not going on now. Well, really? OK, well, let's see what the Bible has to say about this being back then, brothers and sisters. We're going to Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament, Wisdom Scriptures, chapter one, verse nine. Ecclesiastes one and nine. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Read that part again. And there is no new thing under the sun. Read that part again. And there is no new thing under the sun. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, nothing has changed. So anytime they take interest in our health, it's been to destroy us, brothers and sisters. Things don't change. Men's hearts and their corruptions are the same now as it was in former times, brothers and sisters. So what must we do? We must apply these lessons of the past to make decisions in the present, brothers and sisters. Their health care system is nothing more than population control, brothers and sisters. It always has been. They're, they're not interested in, um, you know, in, in prolonging our life, brothers and sisters. They're, they're not interested in that. They never have been interested in that. Can you point to a time in history where they have been, have had our best interest at heart? No. So some people will say, well, you're not a doctor. You're right. I'm not a doctor, but I know the Bible. And I'm going to follow the Bible over the doctor, brothers and sisters. Why? Because of Job 13 and 4. We're going to go there. Follow us, brothers and sisters. Job 13 and 4. These are the lengths that they would go through. Job 13, verse 4. But ye are forgers of lies. Ye are all physicians of no value. It says forgers of lies. Physicians of no value. So they'll, they'll make up a lie. They'll make up a disease, brothers and sisters, just to come up with a vaccination for it, brothers and sisters. And like Brother Corey said earlier, these, these vaccinations are... The technology they're utilizing now it has progressed. It has advanced greatly. So these are time release vaccines now. So they'll give it to you in your youth. And when your immune system dives below a certain status, then that poison comes alive, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again, brother? Verse four, but ye are forges of lies. Ye are all physicians of no value. Physicians of no value. No value. Why? No value to us, brothers and sisters. Why? 
Because their histrionics shows there's been a concerted effort to destroy us in our adolescence, brothers and sisters. They want to attack us while we're children, while we're babies, brothers and sisters. So the Bible says they are forgers of lies in positions of no value. Why? Because anytime they take interest in our health, it's been to the detriment of our people, brothers and sisters. At the nucleus of all of our ailments is the pharmaceutical and medical apparatus in the earth, brothers and sisters. So once your immune system drops, once your, your system lowers, those poisons become alive, brothers and sisters. So anything synthetic that prevents sickness is sorcery. Don't give me something that says, well, yeah, this prevents you from getting sick. No, I need to get sick because the sickness is my body telling me something's wrong. I don't need you to give me something that's going to mask the spirit that's there. Sickness come from sin, brothers and sisters. The sin, a lot of them is coming from the vaccines because the Bible tell you that's your temple. <laughs> so uh, listen, these, these physicians have no value. Now, are we saying if you break an arm or break a leg or something? No, we're not saying that. Listen, you, hey. You got to use your wisdom. You break a you break a bone or something like that. But as it pertains to you giving me, putting a shot in me, that's not happening, brother. And for for sisters out there who say I'm still going to do it anyway, this we we urge you, sisters, we beseech you, if you're going to do it, it's a couple things. Never get more than one at a time. And also in conjunction with that, when the doctor brings in that shot, you ask him for the packaging of that shot and ask him to read aloud what the side effects are and what the ingredients are. Because our people don't even know what the ingredients are. So you'll just let this man come bring a shot of cow pus up in there and shoot it all up in your daughter, all up in your son. Your baby can't tell you, mommy, daddy, this hurts. Mm -hmm. they, they can't. So do the research. A lot of times they give you the papers to say, well, these are the side effects. Have him read it. Say, sir, listen, I'm having a hard time reading today. My eyes, you know, can you read me the side effects? And then you be there all day, brothers and sisters. They putting mercury in these things. I asked him, listen, sir, what amount of, you know, mercury is, uh, is healthy for a child? See, ask him that. Because they know that... We just, we look for their validation for everything. And they have great motive to lie to us, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Isaiah 30 and 1. Follow us, brothers and sisters. Because if you don't know the promises of Abraham, you have no clue on why this war is against us. Isaiah 30, verse 1. Woe to the rebellious children, saith the Lord, that take counsel, but not of me. In that cover with the covering, but not of my spirit. Read that from the top, brother, please. Woe to the rebellious children, said the Lord, that take counsel, but not of me. So what part of your counsel, you know, what part of the counsel from your doctor comes from the most high, brothers and sisters? <laughs> That's the question you need to ask. I'm not saying you can't go to the doctor, but what we're saying is you consult with the most high first, then you go to the doctor. Every time we get sick, we want to go straight to the doctor and ask for a pill. How about let's deal with what the Most High says, maybe some of the herbs, or quit cutting out some of the unclean foods. We'll go straight to the doctor like they got, you know, a magic pill or something. Read, the, read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 1. Woe to the rebellious children, saith the Lord. They take counsel, but not of me. 
and they and that covering with the covering, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin, that walk to go down into Egypt and have not asked at my mouth. Walk and go down to Egypt, brothers and sisters. So you'll go to the government. <laughs> you'll go to the CDC and, and follow their statistics. That walk to go down into Egypt and have not asked at my mouth to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh. And to trust in the shadow of Egypt. To strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh. That's government, brothers and sisters. Pharaoh was king. That was government, brothers and sisters. So you believe in the government and what they say is best for your child. It says trust in the shadow of Egypt. A shadow is something that doesn't exist. You can't touch it, brothers and sisters. It's the appearance of their power. They have no power, especially over the most high, brothers and sisters. So you'll go down to the government and say, okay, well, the government says this is good. You know, this will prevent my child from getting sick. But you haven't asked at the most high's mouth. So, brothers and sisters, us being sick is economically in the best interest of the modern day doctors. And now, now what's going on? In certain states, they're starting to take religious exemption off the table, brothers and sisters. So now you don't have the right, you know, to say what's best for your child. <laughs> You, you don't have what's, what's best. You, you don't have the right to make a decision for what's best for your child or for yourself and your God, brothers and sisters. And the schools are the ones implementing this. Well, your child can't come to school if, if they're not vaccinated. You know what that sounds like, brothers and sisters? That sounds like institutionalized eugenics. So now I don't have the right to say what's in the best interest of my child in line with my God. So the Bible is telling you, verse 2 is, it's telling you trusting in a, power, a powerful government over the authority of God is not going to end well for you. Can you read one through three again, brother? Verse one. Woe to the rebellious children, said the Lord, that take counsel, but not of me, and that cover with the covering, but not of my spirit, that they may, be, that they may add sin to sin, that walk to go down into Egypt and have not asked at my mouth. To strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh and to trust in the shadow of Egypt. Therefore, shall the strength of Pharaoh be your shame and the trust in the shadow of Egypt your confusion. Guess what, brothers and sisters? Go look at, go on the CDC website and see how much money they paid last year to people who sued them for the sicknesses that their children received from these vaccinations. Over billions of dollars, brothers and sisters. So would you rather them say sorry to you? Because that's what's going to happen. If your child come up with autism, the only thing they're going to say was my bad, <laughs> my mistake. And you got to live with the repercussions of that. Now your child has to live with the repercussions of you making an uh, emotional decision. Now, another thing we need to magnify is it says, therefore shall the strength of Pharaoh be your shame and the trust in the shadow of Egypt be your confusion. Why does the scripture keep magnifying Egypt? Because America is utilizing the plans of Egypt, brothers and sisters. How do we know? Turn the back of your money over. The Egyptian pyramids is letting you know that they're using the same spiritual plan as ancient Egypt, brothers and sisters. That's why the Bible called America uh, spiritual Egypt, brothers and sisters. Because they're using the same methods that the Egyptians used. The Egypt had an international plan to destroy God's people. And so does America, brothers and sisters. So stay away from their vaccines. These vaccines compromise our immune system, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to 1 Timothy 6 and 20. 
First Timothy chapter six, verse 20, brothers and sisters. First Timothy six, verse 20. O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science, falsely so-called. Brothers and sisters, oppositions of science. So their science is based on deception, brothers and sisters. And a lot of times, pure speculation. Remember, remember the Ebola? Remember that, brothers and sisters? Where is that at now? How many people went and got uh, shots for that? <laughs> and it's, no, it's not even in the earth. What about the Zika virus? Remember that, sisters? In Brazil, where they was telling sisters not to have children, abort your babies. Because why? Because, you know, they may come out with elongated heads. Where is that at now? Exactly. So they just needed you to get the shot because it's time release. Even though the d disease does not even exist, you don't know anybody with these diseases, brothers and sisters. <laughs> you don't know anybody with these diseases, but yet you're getting a shot and it's up in you for the rest of your life, brothers and sisters. Read, read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 20. O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of of science falsely so-called. Now, what other uh, spectrum of their science is now being publicized, brothers and sisters? Now, what are they publicizing? The DNA test. The DNA test is being publicized, brothers and sisters. We're here to tell you, the DNA test is a satanic campaign from the pits of, from the pits of hell meant to cause more confusion, brothers and sisters. Why? Because that DNA test most people that's getting the DNA test are people of color. I, I, I Personally, I don't know a white person alive that's got a DNA test because they have their history. It's us, brothers and sisters. It's us. The DNA test is going to confuse you even more. It's not going to tell you that you're the children of Israel. It's going to tell you you're 10% Nigerian, a quarter uh, European, 1% Korean. See? So here they go. Here they go, brothers and sisters. The Bible is telling you, stay away from their science. Go to 1 Timothy 1 and 4, brother. 1 Timothy 1 verse 4. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogy. Read that again. And endless genealogy. The Bible pulls back the curtain on DNA ancestry tests, brothers and sisters. Why? Because it does what? Which minister questions. Rather than edifying which is in faith. All it does is make you ask more questions, brothers and sisters. The people, all the people I know about, you know, that have dealt with Ancestry.com and these, these websites or whatever, they have more questions. Well, my great-grandfather's grandmother's son's daughter's brother says that I was white. I bet it does. Because of the promise of Abraham on the line. Endless genealogies doesn't matter what your who your great 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 grandfather's grandson's grandmother was. Do you fit the prophecies? If you do, you're the children of Israel. The Bible is telling you. Read that one more time, brother. Verse four. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions rather than edifying which is in faith. So do right. See. So stay away from the DNA test, brothers and sisters. They would use DNA tests as a diversion, brothers and sisters. As a diversion. Why would they do this? The promises of Abraham is the motive, brothers and sisters. The promises of Abraham. That's why we had to magnify that, brothers and sisters.
So we needed to magnify that, brothers and sisters, stay away from their DNA ancestry test. Why? Titus 1 and 15 is the answer, brothers and sisters. They know, Satan knows that we're awakening and we're looking for something. He knows that we're looking for something. So he have many diversions set up, brothers and sisters. Titus 1 and 15. Unto the pure, all things are pure. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving. Start that from the top, brother, please. Unto the pure, all things are pure. To the pure, all things are pure, brothers and sisters. So the morally pure are in constant danger of being drawn into false ideas masquerading as truth. And they know it. Our people are very trusting, brothers and sisters. We're very easily influenced, easily manipulated and deceived, brothers and sisters. Satan knows this. He plays on this, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again? Unto the pure, all things are pure. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. Examine that, brothers and sisters. See, they're using the Bible. They're studying it, brothers and sisters. They have their greatest sorcerers breaking down these books, brothers and sisters. They, they don't want you to believe in it, but they're trying to learn about us. History shows that they used our record to understand how to trip us up. Okay, they're not supposed to eat pork. So now I know what to force them to do if I'm trying to break them. They're not supposed to worship on the first day of the week. Now I know what to use against them to destroy them. To the pure, all things are pure, which means to us, we only see the good in people. We're like, why would they lie to us? What, what reason would they have? This next scripture is going to show you, brothers and sisters, uh, the edification based on this scripture here. To the pure, all things are pure. But Luke 16 and 8, brother, please. Follow us to the gospel. We're rounding it up here, brothers and sisters. Luke 16, verse 8. And the Lord commended the unjust steward, because he had done wisely. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Read that part again, brother. For the children in this world are wiser in their generation than the children of light. The children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light or the children of Israel, brothers and sisters. See? So they're wiser than us, brothers and sisters. They know how to deceive us, brothers and sisters. They know. They're, Satan is giving them all types of insight on how to deceive us. So to us, we're like, that's pure. It's just like a child. A child don't know why not to talk to strangers, right? A child don't know why not to accept candy from strangers, but the, the, the parent understands all the things, right? So us, we're, you know, we're, we're morally pure. So we, we only look at things through how we would do it. We would never do these things. Therefore, we think nobody else would. And the Bible is telling you, how do you think they got the rulership and the power? Because they were wiser than you. You're stronger, but they have the psychology, brothers and sisters. So why do we bring this up? Because the DNA ancestry test comes from heathen publications. If you go look at uh, Ancestry.com and 23Match, look at the CEOs of these companies, brothers and sisters. They're the ones that are spoken of in Revelations 2 and 9. Jewish, those who have taken our identity. And now they want to tell you that you're someone else, brothers and sisters. So now we've dealt with their science and their DNA tests. Now, where are we going now? 
Not only would they use their science to deceive us, but they would use integration to demoralize us spiritually, brothers and sisters. Integration. Us being integrated. They would use Martin Luther King to destroy us. And the Bible uncovers that. It exposes Martin Luther King, brothers and sisters. Go to Deuteronomy 13 and 1, brother. We're going to read 1 through 5, please. Integration was the worst thing for our people, brothers and sisters. Deuteronomy 13, verse 1. If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and give it thee a sign or a wonder. A dreamer of dreams. I have a dream that my children and your children can go to the same schools. Verse 2. And the sign of the wonder come to pass whereof he spake unto thee, saying, let us go after other gods, which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. Which is what he was saying. Let us be integrated with heathens, brothers and sisters. Let us be integrated with those who follow other gods and eat unclean foods and, and celebrate unclean holidays. Let us become Democrats. Let us become liberals. Verse 3. Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet. See, look at this, brothers and sisters. So if our people knew scripture... They would have never followed this brother. This brother was saying, listen, I want to be equal with white people. <laughs> I want to be equal with white people. Mm. Is that your objective, brother? Really, is that your objective? Read verse, verse 3, brother, please. Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God proveth you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul. So, so if somebody arise that try to lead us with a dream, we are not to listen to him. Why? Because you can't lead God's people with a dream. This is what his dream, brothers and sisters, look around. This was his dream. Being vaccinated, vaccinated without our say. Being taught evolution. Being fed pork and pig intestines. That's what came with being integrated with these people. Not just the good part. You got to take it all. Now, why did they back Martin Luther King? Because he used a nonviolent movement, brothers and sisters, which is the perfect movement if you're looking to destroy a people. So the Bible is telling you, you can't allow somebody to, you know, lead you based on a dream, brothers and sisters, which is what happened. Continue, brother. Verse four. You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. And you shall serve him and cleave unto him. So don't give me your dream, brother. Give me, if you have a dream, show me how it's, uni it's unified with the Bible. Don't bring us a dream. You can't lead us with a dream. This is what his dream has become, brothers and sisters. Verse 5. And that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death, because he hath spoken to turn you away from the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt. He hath spoken... To turn you away from your God. See? So the Bible is exposing Martin Luther King. And that's why they gave him a day, brothers and sisters. Because they knew. <laughs> they utilized this brother in order to destroy us. That's why I was telling you. They're wiser than us in their deceits. See? They gave Martin Luther King a day. Where's Malcolm X's day? So any Negro, any slave that they're referencing, you need to examine them, brothers and sisters. Read verse 5 one more time before we move on, brother. And that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he had spoken to turn you away from the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt 
and redeemed you out of the house of bondage to thrust thee out of the way which the Lord thy God commanded thee to walk in. See? So, brothers and sisters, integration was utilized by the heathen, by the Gentiles, by the enemy, by Satan to get close enough to us to destroy us, brothers and sisters. Why? Because if somebody's an enemy, you wouldn't receive a plate of hot food from them, would you? No. <laughs> now, if you think somebody's your friend, then he can put poison all in that food. You're not thinking twice when a brother bring you a plate of food. That's your friend. See, they understood this because they're wiser than us in their deceit. Go to Proverbs 21 and 14, brother, please. Proverbs 21, verse 14. A gift in secret pacified anger and a reward in the bosom strong wrath. See, so they understood. They, if they gave us something, it, it, it would pacify our anger. So they said, listen, let's give them the right to vote. Let's give them the right to sit in the same restaurants with us. See? So that that would do something to us mentally where we would say they've changed. They're not against us anymore. They've learned from their the error of their ways. See? So the Bible's telling you gifts are powerful tools to calm violent emotions. It's called bribery, brothers and sisters. So wicked men give gifts to subvert justice. They knew this. They said, listen, let's, you know, let's give them this. Let's give them the right to vote. You know, let them sit with us so they can believe we're actually, you know, going to benefit them. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 14. A gift in secret pacified anger and a reward in the bosom strong wrath. Right. So brothers and sisters, they needed to give the perception of our advancement in status in order to get close enough to destroy us, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Second Maccabees 6 and 1 to show you why would they want to integrate with us. They've done it in times past. Let's see. Second Maccabees chapter 6, verse 1. 2 Maccabees 6, verse 1. Not long after this, the king sent an old man of Athens to compel the Jews to depart from the laws of their father. Read that part again. To compel the Jews to depart. From the laws of their fathers. And not to live after the laws of God. Athens is in Greece. That's Edomites brothers and sisters. To compel the Jews. The Israelites. To depart from the laws of their fathers. See. So this is really what they wanted to do. They wanted to get in the same room with us. And then teach us against the laws of our God. Brothers and sisters. They wanted to teach us lawlessness. This is why they wanted to be integrated with us. Brothers and sisters. Jump to verse 6 brother please. Verse 6. Neither was it lawful for a man to keep Sabbath days or ancient feasts or to profess himself at all to be a Jew. Look at this. So they made it unlawful for us to even keep Sabbath days or ancient feasts, brothers and sisters. We couldn't even keep ancient feasts. So we couldn't even keep our holy days, brothers and sisters. We couldn't even call ourselves a Jew. So now we have to call ourselves American. See? So look at this, brothers and sisters. This is why they wanted us to integrate with us so they can destroy our culture. Jump to verse 8, brother. Read verse 8 and 9, please. Verse 8. Moreover, there went out a decree to the neighbor cities of the heathen by the suggestion of, of Ptolemy against the Jews that they should observe the same fashions and be partakers of their sacrifices. And whoso would not conform themselves to the manner of the Gentiles should be put to death. Then might a man had 
ain't seen had seen the present misery. So, brothers and sisters, they would need to integrate and amalgamate themselves with us in order to teach us lawlessness, brothers and sisters. By way of integrating with us, they made it easier for them to influence us into evil, brothers and sisters. This was a strategic plan from Satan, brothers and sisters. This was strategic. We're going to go forward. We're going to go to Acts 13 and 42 because it said they made it unlawful to keep the Sabbath days. Why would they do that? They're doing the same thing right now, brothers and sisters. And this one scripture will tear down the lie that because Christ rose on Sunday, the disciples started observing Sunday. Acts 13 and 42. And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Anybody who knows biblical history understand Acts is after the resurrection of Christ, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again, brother? And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. So, brothers and sisters, <laughs> Jews and Gentiles after the resurrection was observing the Sabbath, brothers and sisters. Jump to verse 44, brother. Verse 44. And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together here to hear the word of God. Read that part again. And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. See, so brothers and sisters, next time a Christian say after the resurrection, they no longer observe the Sabbath. You take them right to Acts 13. We're going to go to Mark 13 and 6. Mark 13 and 6. Mark 13 verse 6. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ. Read that part again, brother. And many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. See? So many would come in my name saying, I am Christian and shall deceive many, brothers and sisters. The enemy would utilize Christians to spread deception throughout the world, brothers and sisters. So why would Gentiles be motivated to influence us into evil? Because they know that with us following evil, we lose the promises of Abraham. So brothers and sisters, why would they do this? Why would they influence us into evil? We're going to Genesis 18 and 19 to show you. Genesis chapter 18, verse 19. Genesis 18, verse 19. For I know him, that he will command his children. And his household after him. Actually, start at verse 18, brother, to give it context. Verse 18. Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord, to do justice and judgment. And they shall keep the way of the Lord, and to do justice and judgment. That the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. Read that part again. And the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. See, so through us following the law, we would get the promises, brothers and sisters. So if the promises made to Abraham and his seed are to be fulfilled, then his lineage must keep the way of the Lord, brothers and sisters. So these promises are conditional, but not uncertain. And without a moral standard, the promise is void. Can you read that one more time, brother? For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, 
and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he had spoken of him. See, so that's why they would look to deceive us as it pertains to following the law, brothers and sisters. We got two scriptures and we're going to close out. We're going to Isaiah 61 and Zechariah 8. So, brothers and sisters, in order to get what we're getting ready to read now, we would need to follow the law. That is their motive in telling you not to follow it. Follow us, brothers and sisters. Isaiah 61, 5 and 6. Isaiah 61, verse 5. And strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. Read that again, brother. And strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. Right. And the sons of the alien shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. And strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. <laughs> and, and, and it says, be your vine dressers, brothers and sisters. <laughs> so the Gentiles who rule over you will be tending your lawns, brothers and sisters. <laughs> they will be your landscapers, brothers and sisters. <laughs> See? So, you know, brother, pick up the rake, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Bag all those leaves up, you know, and sit them by the corner, brother, please. Thank you, brother. See? Make sure the bushes are properly and evenly trimmed, brother. See? This is why, brothers and sisters. Read that again, brother. Verse 5. And the stranger shall stand and feed your flocks, and the sons of the alien shall be your plowmen, your vine dressers. But ye shall name, ye shall be named the priest of the, of the Lord. Men shall call you the ministers of God. Ye shall eat the riches of the Gentiles. Read that part again. Ye shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory shall you boast yourselves. See? So those same people you regard as rich and powerful will serve you. So listen, we don't care what school you attended, how many degrees you have, brother. Get your rake, brother. <laughs> okay? Get your rake out, all right, brother? So this is why they're looking to exterminate us and demoralize us spiritually, brothers and sisters. We have one last scripture and then we're going to close out. But we went here to show you that they will be tending our lawns. That gives them all the motivation they need, brothers and sisters. They think Hispanics, you know, tend lawns. Oh, we're about to see what your skills are like tending those lawns, brother. OK, we're going to end it here, brothers and sisters. Zechariah 8 and 23. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, In those days it shall come to pass, that ten men shall take hold out of all languages of the nations, even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew, saying, We will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Examine that, brothers and sisters. We will be regarded as the mightiest and most distinguished nation in the world, brothers and sisters. They will take hold of our garments and say, we're going to follow you anywhere because we know you have the true God with you. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 23. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, in those days it shall come to pass that ten men shall take hold out of all languages of, of the nations, even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew, saying, we will go with you. For we have heard that God is with you. So this is all nations, brothers and sisters, will reverence us as God's chosen people. This prophecy will be wonderfully fulfilled, brothers and sisters. So today's lesson was the promises of Abraham. We wanted to edif give edification and insight into the details, the intricate details of the promises of Abraham and what motive Gentiles would have 
to, to not only deceive us, but to destroy us, brothers and sisters. You do not need a Gentile's validation. You do not need a Christian's confirmation, brothers and sisters. And failure to recognize that will lead to moral blindness. We want to say, Kwam Yasharala. Kwam Yasharala. Sin no more. Sin no more. was lost, but now I'm found, I'm a child of Israel, I heard the sound, please give me the strength to stand today. Yeah.